Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekday Chat, where we like to meet with you midweek to talk about where we have been and where we are going. My name's Luke, I'm one of the ministers here at PCC, I'm here with my good friend, the one and only bearded wonder boy yes. himself. Riley Weaver, yep, Riley yep, Weaver. yep. I'm also one of the ministers here, and uh, you know, it's really hard for me to wear one of these mics, because my beard, so... You should see him try to wear a mask, yeah, it is yeah. hilarious. If you get any beard static, I apologize, <laughs> but uh, yeah... Thanks for joining us today. So is a time of the week that we enjoy. If you got any questions about the sermon, comments about the sermon, or anything that we say, feel free to comment on the um, the Facebook Live video, and we'll try to respond to that. So Luke preached this last Sunday. He continued our series on dangerous prayer, and the prayer he talked about was "Save us." The text was Matthew eight, and the story is the story of Jesus calming the storm. So Jesus and his disciples, they get into a boat, they go across the lake, and uh, while they're taking this boat ride, you know, a storm blows in, the disciples think they're going to die, they start yelling, Lord, save us, Jesus is sleeping, he's cool. Love (laughs) it, I love it. um, I I didn't realize this, but you know, you said in the sermon that's one of only three times that we see Jesus sleeping. I think we hear about him like spending the night places, Mm -hmm. but that's that story is the only time in the gospel we actually see him asleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So very, very interesting tidbit. Mm -hmm. Um, So Jesus gets up, he calms the storm, and you know, he basically tells the disciples, you know, you're people of little faith. Mm -hmm. And the disciples are left asking the question you know, who is this man that can calm the wind of the waves? And that's really kind of the question that you framed your sermon with, who is Jesus? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you kind of end with talking about Jesus is the creator God. You know, that's that's the only reason that he can control nature, calm the wind of the waves. And if he's the creator God, then he certainly has the strength to save us. Another cool thing that I liked about your sermon is you said maybe God allows the problems around us so that he can work on the problems within us. You know, with the disciples, they're worried about their surroundings. You know, this storm, it's going to kill us. But Jesus gets up. He's not worried about the storm. He looks at them and says, you're people of little faith. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the disciples, their issue was fear. So, you know, what... All the, all the things surrounding us in our lives, the things that make us afraid, um, you, you know, what is God trying to teach us through that? I thought that was a, a super, super cool idea. So, you know, all that being said, what's one thing or maybe a couple things in your life that have caused you fear or anxiety in this season? And how have you responded to that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, clearly, I feel like we're in a similar scenario to the disciples right now. We've got plenty of outward things that we can be worried about. And, mm-hmm. you know, the storm that they were in was a legitimate issue, right? It was a legitimate thing. It's not like it was a little thing. And we're facing lots of legitimate things. Uh, like as, as, it, 2020 is an election year. As if that wasn't bad enough, we got the global <laughs> pandemic and the racial tension and all of these things going on um, and the economic downturn. You know, so we have these legitimate things that cause us fear and worry. And yet, um, I do believe that oftentimes those are just uh, catalysts, perhaps, for God to take a good hard look at our hearts and do some heart surgery and, and pull some weeds there um, mm-hmm. in, inside of us. And um, I'm 
naturally a pretty naively optimistic person. You know, I don't worry uh, much. I don't struggle much with anxiety. Uh, that's not to say I'm awesome. It's just how my personality is sure, wired. Yeah. I've got myriad other sins I could tell you about on another uh, uh, broadcast <laughs> sometime. Um, but uh, in particular, two concerns that have been pressing to me uh, that uh, could potentially cause me to have little faith in this particular season are, uh, number one, just not knowing how people are doing. Like, I, I just miss you guys, you know, mm-hmm. just not seeing you and not knowing what kind of spiritual condition people are in. And uh, we want to reach the lost here. That's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to find him in this season. And and so just learning to trust that the Lord is taking care of you and that he will bring the lost and he will he will bring in the harvest and continuing to pray to that end um, is a good reminder of how little I am and how big God is. Um, a- another thing is... This is obviously a year that, at least in our lifetimes, feels unprecedented, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think will have huge ramifications on how we do life and ministry for years to come. And I feel an intense intense amount of pressure, like I'm supposed to be learning something, like I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be different, I'm supposed to be changing because of this, and I have no idea what I'm supposed to be learning. So I I guess I've just felt that pressure a little bit, and so just learning to sit back and rest in God has been good for me this season. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? Yeah, I think a couple things. You know, Kayla and I, we love to have people over. You know, it's not uncommon for us to have somebody over for dinner or, you know, just to hang out two or three times a week. That was pre-COVID-19, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed you haven't invited me over in a while. Yeah, I know, I won't be offended anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, before COVID-19, we'd have people over all the time. And, you know, when things shut down in March, obviously that stopped. And Mm -hmm. truth be told, love everybody. But for the first you know, four to six weeks, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be able to do our own thing, you yeah. know, stay home, rest. But by the time, you know, May came around, it was like, man, we're tired of seeing or tired of not seeing people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just kind of the, not the loss of those relationships, but it seems like a lot of things have been put on hold in one way or another. That's been really difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing that's been stressful for me, Kayla, my wife, she works at a hospital and she was having to do some extra stuff during COVID-19 and, you know, having to work some weekends, work some nights. And that that wasn't necessarily stressful because we were worried she was going to get sick. It was more stressful just because we were thrown out of our uh, out of our routine, yeah. you know, so, you know, two or three nights a week, I might be at home and she's just not there. Yeah. Or, you know, we want to do something together on a weekend, but I can't do it. And I, I think the way I responded to that, um, it was just a time for a lot more self-reflection and mm-hmm. kind of like you said, just a time to slow down and, you know, started out bad, but I think ended up being a positive thing for me because I was able to rest was able to take some time to do some things that I normally wouldn't do with my busy schedule. So yeah, that was all all good. Yeah, it's huge. So you mentioned earlier that Jesus uh, gets onto the disciples for having little faith. He calls mm-hmm. them little faiths. And so we talked about on Sunday the difference between praying little faith prayers and big faith prayers. And we want to be big faith people who pray big faith prayers. So can you give us some examples of uh, times like, you know, what's, what's the difference between a little faith and a big faith prayer in your yeah. life that maybe you've prayed before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when a, a little faith, I was thinking about this, I couldn't really think of a little faith prayer. And that's not because I'm, you know, better than everybody. I think it's because when I have little faith, I normally don't pray. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Preach it, dude. You know, um, yeah. it's like I'm so, so consumed by the things around me or so worried about the things around me that I can't think outside of myself. And I don't ask other people for help. And I certainly don't ask God for help. 
So, but you know, recently I was challenged by a friend to pray during Ramadan, which is the Muslim holy month for Muslims, um, just around the world, different Muslim unreached people groups. And one of the things that I prayed throughout that whole month was that, you know, God would just give me an opportunity to bless a Muslim person, Mm. have a relationship with them. And, you know, just because of my job and, you know, really just interacting with mainly Christian people, I think that would normally be a a prayer of big faith for me to begin with. But in the middle of a pandemic, when you can't connect with anybody, Mm -hmm. it was, you know, even more so. So, you know, prayed through the whole month of Ramadan and continue to pray after that. And then just probably a, a month and a half ago, I got a call from an old Muslim friend of mine. I, I connected with him several years ago, helped him learn English when he was here in the States. Um, he called, told me he was living overseas in an English-speaking country, hmm. still studying English. He's in school right now, but that he had stopped progressing in his English studies because he'd been stuck in his apartment and didn't have any English speakers to practice with. So he just said, will you call me once a week and we can just talk in English? Wow. I was like, absolutely. That's so cool. So, you know, God answered that prayer in a really surprising way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just cool to see how I put it out there and he responded in a really, really powerful way. So that's awesome. What about you? Yeah, I'm so challenged uh, by just some of the examples I see in scripture. It's like, Genesis 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there where Abraham is like bargaining with God for the people of Sodom. He's like, well, will you go down to 20 people? Will you go to t-? like, and he just goes back and forth yeah, bartering yeah. with God. It's like, man, that's gutsy. You know, mm. like that's a big faith prayer. And then God talks to Moses on top of the mountain after they break the first set of the Ten Commandments. He's like, hey, I'm going to smite these people. And Moses, he steps in the gap and he bargains with God for the lives of the people of Israel. And and Elijah um, just prays this audacious prayer at, on top of Mount Carmel, surrounded by all these pagan prophets. And he like gets the altar ready and everything. He expects God to send fire from mm. heaven. He prays this prayer, expecting God to answer it. And I'm so challenged by that because this might not be true for you always, but in my life, most of the time, the more generic my prayer, the less faith it takes. Mm. Whereas the more specifically I pray, the more faith it takes. So rather than just saying, hey, God, give me somebody to love for you today, which is a good thing. um, It's harder for me to pray, God, give me someone who does not know the truth that I can share the gospel with today. Mm. Like that's a, that, that challenges me. That's a, that's a, that's a dangerous prayer for me because I get nervous about that. And, Mm. you know, just rather than saying, God, be with so-and-so or bless so-and-so. No, God, we are asking you in Jesus' name to do this. Yeah. So the more specific I am, uh, generally, uh, the more faith it takes for me to pray that prayer because you always run the risk of being disappointed if God doesn't answer it in a mm. visible way. And, of course, yeah. we submit to God's will in all things. But I want to be a person who prays with big faith, and for me that means praying with specificity. So. Yeah, awesome. That's cool, man. So, you know, kind of just continuing this thought, how do we move to a place where we trust God more and mm. pray big prayers? What does this look like practically? You know, maybe some steps or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's like pray a prayer that will challenge you if God answers Mm. it. You know, it's easy to pray the prayer, God, send me somebody to love for you today. And then if you don't, um, uh, just my challenge is like pray a prayer that you will be your own answer to. Um, don't just pray, God, help all the people to come to know you. Ask God to put somebody in your path that you can share the good news mm-hmm. with. And that will require you 
to dig deeper in God's word, to find out answers to questions and mm-hmm. to rely on him because you don't know how to start that conversation and it feels awkward. And we all have these things, right? Probably inside of your heart somewhere, you know there's something that God is asking you to do that you've been kicking the can down the road on. You've been delaying. You'd be, you're scared to answer that. So whatever that thing is that you think God might be calling you to, ask him for help to do it and then do it. And the more you just take a step out beyond your own ability, the more um, he will answer that and the more he will increase your faith. Yeah, that's awesome, What would you say? I totally agree with you about the specific prayers. You know, I think leaving these big open-ended prayers, it's it's not that – God isn't going to answer those things, but mm-hmm. I also think sometimes it's just harder to see those things. Absolutely. You know, when, when you're asking for something specific, you're going to know when the Lord responds. Um, you know, what you talked about with Abraham bargaining with God earlier, it kind of reminds me of in the New Testament, the parables of, you know, people who go go to their neighbor and they ask for bread, you know, multiple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the idea behind those parables is, you know, you got to keep asking, you know, yeah. don't just, don't just give up if there's no answer. Yeah. Um, so I think you've got to be consistent. And the other thing I think is you got to be honest with God mm-hmm. and through that process, kind of honest with yourself. Absolutely. You know, what are your fears? What are your dreams? Um, yeah, you, you just got to be honest. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I think when we're honest, I think that shows that we're open to greater change Mm -hmm. than if we just kind of keep things superficial. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Craig Rochelle is a preacher and I was listening to him speak a while back and he said he tries to do at least one thing every day that requires faith. Mm. Uh, So wherever you are, if you want to increase your faith, if you want to be a prayer of dangerous prayers, I'd encourage you to do something today that requires faith, that pushes you beyond your own ability to lean on God. Uh, We hope you'll join us back this next week. We're continuing our series called The Clear Vision of Dangerous Prayer. Steve's got a message for us with a sermon that is sure to step on your toes and make you uncomfortable. The prayer we're going to be praying together is search us. Mm. So we love you. We miss you. We're praying for you and we hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.